0: Now in its third year, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 118 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels here from Sandusky, Ohio, and if you asked me two years ago if I'd be recording this episode... I'd have to be telling you that I'm rather skeptical, but I'm so, so glad that I'm here. Today is the second anniversary of A Yank on the Footy, and while it isn't exactly a brand new episode, I wanted to take a few moments and look back over some of the things that have gone on over the last year, where I've been able to develop and continue to develop some uh, great relationships with footy fans all over the world, whether they be here in the U.S. or in India or in Australia, of course, and other parts of the world as well. And uh, while this is technically the episode uh, 118, uh, it's actually going to be my 162nd episode because if you've been listening for a long time, I never got around to actually numbering my live episodes that I've done, and there have been about 40 of those that I've done, and I just didn't number those. So not a real big deal. But in this episode, I'm going to be re-releasing the first episode of the podcast. Now, I re-released episode one a couple, or excuse me, episode two a couple of months back, uh, talking about the impression that I got from uh, the relationship between the footy clubs and the fan base, which to me is unlike anything here in the United States except for maybe the Green Bay Packers. And uh, as a Cleveland Browns uh, supporter, I really don't want to talk about the Packers this week, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, just skip right over those. So if you're listening, Mel, I don't want to talk about your Packers. And hopefully you do end up getting your socks. Mel will know who I'm talking about there. So, folks, as I dive into this, like I said, I wanted to take a moment and reflect upon the last year. And and quite frankly, you could almost argue making a uh, reflection on the last two years because this this podcast has kind of come about and has grown under the dome, if you will, of COVID. Because the podcast came out for the first time in December of 2019, and within a couple of months, we're learning a new term, COVID-19. And this podcast has continued throughout that. Um, you know, I've, I've worked, uh, you know, as we've had lockdowns, and we've had all sorts of other things going on, and vaccine shortages, and new variants, Delta, and Omicron, and whatever we're going to see next, uh, who knows? Um, hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully you're staying healthy. But one of the reasons that I work so diligently on the podcast, well, one is because I had time to do it and really wasn't going to be going out elsewhere throughout, uh, the neighborhood or out into my community because of the whole COVID issue. In fact, uh, some of you may remember back during the first year when COVID first struck, I didn't leave my yard for like seven weeks. I didn't leave my yard. You know, school was shut down. I was teaching from my from my family room where I recorded the podcast right now. But, um, you know, these have been difficult times for everybody. And I was hoping to provide just a, a small bit of a distraction for all of these difficult times that were going on, all of the things that were happening, whether they be in Australia or whether they be here or anywhere else around the world that people are listening. Yeah. I'm just trying to do my small part in my little corner of the podcasting community, trying to provide with you with some levity, maybe some entertainment, some hopefully some enjoyment about a game that we love. You know, and, and over the last year, you know, I've had some some great opportunities. And I and I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about some of the people that I've had the chance to speak with, to meet this year, and 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 it's through a Zoom call. I, I, I'm considering that meeting them, even though I've never shaken hands with them. And of course, that's probably ill-advisable to do that right now anyway, because, oh no, everybody's got cooties. Um, but, you know, I had the opportunity to, to actually talk to real, real life heroes, people who are heroic individuals, whether they be Orville Gibson, who I talk to Orville probably every week. And you may remember that, you know, Orville, I actually had a couple of episodes with Orville, um, with some of the heroic things that he did during his time in the military and things that he's done after he left the military. Now, interesting thing about Orville is that within the last uh, month or so, he has moved off of the island that he's lived on for a number of years near Brisbane and moved further into Queensland, into the, uh, into the inland part of the state. So he set up a new house. Uh, he actually sent me photos of the new house. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's a brand new build, so very excited for him going forward. So I've I've been able to meet heroes like Orville Gibson and, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Grubb, who I actually did my first in-person interview with back in November of this year when I went to go visit my son in, uh, Virginia. And Dr. Grubb had, uh, he's a commander in the United States Navy and had one of the most unique jobs I have ever heard of before and, and perhaps the most interesting hero, uh, that I spoke to just recently as well was Mr. Michael Gallis, who has helped to do his part through his Footies for All organization to bring the joy of sport to all corners of the world. You know, whether it be you know soccer or footy or netball or basketball, whatever the case may be. You know, I've had the opportunity to to talk with a couple legends of the game, whether they be you know, Ruse legend, Donald McDonald, or the D's premiership player, Frank Davis. And it was my absolute pleasure to talk to these two gentlemen, Yes, two absolutely wonderful, wonderful men that I, I I truly enjoyed their time. I'm the insight that I gained from them about the game, about, uh, the generation in which they played the game was fascinating. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I do plan on reaching out to more and more individuals, uh, to try to, to, do that as well. I, I reached out to a newly minted team president in uh, D's president Kate Roffey and and quite frankly when I reached out to her I sent her a congratulatory note on I believe LinkedIn. And I said congratulations on the uh the new job, the new position and just you know told her who I was and I left it as an open-ended interview or an open-ended in- invitation for an interview for the podcast and within 2 weeks I'm publishing an episode with her. And just an absolutely genuine wonderful wonderful person. I, and I I'm, I'm so glad to to be and have been able to engage with her as well. In fact, after the D's won the premiership, I sent her just a quick email and you know, I'm I'm a little short pudgy guy that lives in Ohio in the United States. I sent her an email congratulating her club having won the premiership. I get a note back from her I mean just it's to me it is still mind-boggling just how wonderful the people who are involved in this game truly truly are you know this this was also you know an opportunity a year where I got to uh you know talk to a legendary broadcaster uh somebody who I I truly believe in my in my humble opinion is one of the best interviewers around in narrowly meadows and uh you know I I continue to develop my relationship with uh, Harper Pestinger and Lockie Gibbs of the Where Do We Begin podcast. And I got my first opportunity to talk with Bevan Jones from South Australia, who runs the Legends with Bevo podcast and show. And just seeing the growth that these two shows have had over the last year has been phenomenal. And and Harper is absolutely busting his hump to, to put out quality shows you know along with of course with with Lockie. And i'm not trying to discount Lockie's contribution to this but you know they were very much involved in uh covering the summer or in your case the winter yeah, i guess the summer olympics um in tokyo doing interviews with the uh people in tokyo pre-interviews with uh athletes who were going to be there just just very well researched okay uh and again if you're not listening to these three blokes, I, you owe it to yourself to do so. I hope you'll check them out, and here's also hoping that we're going to get a third season of Ordinarily Speaking very soon as well. Um, you know, it was it's one of the greatest interview podcasts that are out there, and you'll learn more and more about you know some of your the athletes that, that you are interested in. Um, so hopefully you'll check that out. Now this year, I also got the opportunity, like I said, to talk with people who are helping to spread footy around the world, whether it be Michael Gallas, who I mentioned before with footies for all. Uh, he's also coaching the, you know, the Pakistani women's national team as well. Okay. Or the the gentlemen who are trying to expand the game in India as well, whether that be, you know, Ron and Lincoln Harris or Shantanu Joglakar who, I got the chance to speak to all three of them, and it was interesting because one of them was in, I believe, Del—I think Chantenu was in Delhi, if I'm not mistaken—and uh, Ron and Lincoln. I, know, I may have the names backwards here, but I think that uh, Lincoln was in Darwin, and Ron was in Melbourne. So we actually had a Zoom call going on in four different time zones. So absolutely fascinating to talk to these three guys and their work at trying to grow the game in a country that is, you know, is is ripe for. For footy, you know, because you have all of the grounds already there. So, you know, I got to actually see my first footy in person as well, because I'd gone, you know, at that point in time, about five years of being a fan of the game and never actually having seen a game in person. And I got to see three games down at a regional tournament from the USAFL down in Cincinnati. And I had the opportunity to spend a, a terrific afternoon talking to a legend of footy here in the United States. Uh, being Mr. Wayne Kraska from down in the state of Georgia, who is is a legendary player, coach, entrepreneur uh, with regards to footy as well. So, and somebody who I'm going to reach out to and try to get on the podcast here in the not too too distant future. You know, I've gotten the opportunity to speak to footy fans who have followed their club moving from one city to another, having you know grown up with a grandparent who had played on a premiership club with that team before they had made the move in Carolyn Cummins, one of the the first women to be a member of the Melbourne Cricket Club you know I, I've had the opportunity to talk to architects of new clubs here in the United States people like James Henderson you know who with the help of a lot of other people got the North Texas Devils up and off the ground and competing and playing in the national tournament all within the span of about 10 months. You know, just an absolutely, an absolutely tremendous feat on their part, and I and I think it's going to be something that they continue to grow, and the, and the talent pool is going to develop for them going forward. And I, I I expect big things from the Devils here going forward. You know, and, and I've had the chance to talk with you know a number of other podcast hosts, whether they be host of Hawks podcasts or uh, the Carlton Blues. You know, Terry Degani, who I've spoken to a few times. Um, the Car and the Pair podcast down in uh, in Adelaide as well. And and I love learning about the behind-the-scenes aspects of the game from our heroes of the game as well as those who are overseeing the game. And I've enjoyed the discussions that I've had probably more than anything with just the fans of their favorite club, the supporters of their favorite club. I mean, that, that's that been one of the things that I have truly enjoyed and have truly been interested in, in doing whether it be a saint supporter that's living in england at a brand spanking new eagle supporter from here in the state of georgia a west australian Harbor master who is probably one of the biggest docker supporters and glenn Seibert, who i if i remember correctly when glenn and i talked i think we spent two two and a half hours talking before i ever hit the record button for our interview you know, we set up an interview time and got talking about all sorts of different things, geopolitical things of that nature. If I'm not mistaken, before we even got to talking about Docker's footy, and uh, you know whether we, you know, we're talking about uh, you know somebody like the the biggest Sun supporter in Melbourne in Linton Martin, and I I distinctly remember Linton going to his closet and pulling out about twenty five different Suns jumpers from his closet. So if you see somebody Walking around Melbourne in different Suns Guernseys, you know, throughout the the course of the summertime, it's probably him. And, you know, I I also, I cannot, uh, I can't forget to mention, you know, one of the most passionate Magpie supporters out there in Jake Bozanovsky. I mean, it's been just, and I know I'm forgetting a few people, and I apologize if I did not mention your name, but it has been so much fun to talk with all of these supporters of their clubs to get their passion about the club, their history about the club, you know, whether it be even somebody like uh, Damian Buttegig, uh a couple of months ago and his story about how he had come to uh, the footy games with a, a family friend and making that connection with the family friend. And and I got a note from him, and I think I might've even shared it on a recent episode, uh, that they'd lost touch with this gentleman. Well, they've, uh, you know, they've hooked him up with a, New cell phone, and they got, and they all went to the the D's premiership uh gathering at the MCG a few weeks ago. So hopefully that sort of thing continues going forward here with them. So the bottom line is this: for each and every one of you who have been a guest, it's been my absolute pleasure talking with you. Did I mention everybody here? Like I said, no, of course I didn't, and you know if. If you want to go back and find all of these episodes, they are up on my website, uh, which I'm going to talk about here in just a moment. Now, there are of course a few other people who are regulars who have been linked with the podcast, associated with the podcast during the two years or even the couple of months prior to the podcast launching. That I think I can safely call them friends. We've not met in person before, but I, I think I think we, we would qualify as friends. And that, and I'm giving a big shout out to Fro Jernhardt and to Tony Davis. And to Rick Shavani, you know, Rick was, as I mentioned last year in my first anniversary episode, Rick was the person who, I, if I remember correctly, I first spoke to Rick as the first person on Twitter when I was contemplating putting a podcast together at least two months before the first episode dropped and just trying to figure out whether or not I was crazy for doing this. Okay, so, you know, a, a big thanks to to Rick. And I actually just traded uh, notes on Messenger with him tonight. Um, of course, I, you know, I can't forget, you know, Donnie Hess and Mick Aussie as well. And I, I get notes from Mick and from Donnie. Uh, in fact, I heard from Donnie tonight as well. And, and and guys, I couldn't have done this without you. And, you know, there are only a handful of us who are are putting out, you know, audio about footy here in the United States. And I know Rick had been doing that at one time. Um, You know, Bill Robert up in the Boston area is doing, you know, has done a lot of work with getting games broadcast and up on YouTube and that sort of thing. Um, You know, Brian Barish, you know, through the USAFL has done a a ton of work, has done a a yeoman's effort in terms of, of helping to grow the game as well. But, you know, folks like, you know, Donnie Hess, and uh Rosanna with uh, her podcast uh, AFL obsessed, you know, we're, we're, we're a small small group of people who are are fording this stream and trying to bring this game to folks here in the US while also connecting with those of you who are in Australia. So you know, one of the other things that I did get done this year as well was getting the website up and running. And I have so if you have not checked on my website, I do have a standalone website at yankonthefooty.com. And it's, it allows me to engage with listeners. It allows people the opportunity to share their thoughts, uh, about the game, uh, about basically anything if they want to. And, you know, for those of you who have checked it out, um, that's great. Yeah. I just, uh, conducted an interview earlier today with a a couple of gentlemen and my first seven-year-old, uh, I interviewed today as well, who's involved with footy. So that was, that was a lot of fun, uh, So it's, it has been a challenging year. You know, of course I was sick for a few weeks as, as many other people were as well. And I've actually been battling, I think, bronchitis here during much of the, uh, the winter break here in Ohio. Uh, we go back to school in just a few days here, but yeah, if you haven't checked out the website, hopefully you'll do that. Like I was saying, you can you can sign up for the email list on there. So when a new episode comes out, I'll get it to you. You can leave voicemails there. You can get links to where you can go leave a review for the podcast. And if you love the podcast, I hope you will consider leaving a review, whether it be on Apple Podcasts uh, or on Podchaser or even right over on my website, because then it allows me to share those out with other people. And, and as I've mentioned before, it gives my podcast, a little bit of street credibility. If people are are acknowledging that, that they like it, that they think it's, a and again, maybe they don't like it. And if they leave a negative podcast and a negative review, well, that's certainly their opinion. They are definitely entitled to that, but they've all been positive ones so far. And I, and I can't thank people enough for taking time out to, to actually fill those out because I think it does help. Um, I, like I said, I want to thank each and every one of you who have supported me through your kind words. And those of you who have, you know, supported the podcast, you know, financially through say the buy me a coffee website, it is so truly appreciated. I've, I've been able to utilize some of that to help, uh, to grow the podcast and to cover some of the costs of actually running a podcast. So before we jump into to where we're going to go with this i i again i want to to from the deepest recesses of my heart say thank you to all of you who have listened if you've shared your favorite episode with somebody i hope there's another one that you'll consider sharing hopefully you'll share the website out on your social media as well because it gets it in front it gets it in front of the eyes of more and more people you know i've done some small amounts of advertising through social media have had you know a marginal amount of success with that, but it's, it's, it's gotta be through word of mouth. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm trying to help promote, you know, some of the other shows that I listen to because there, there are a lot of footy podcasts that I absolutely love. And there's a lot of other ones that are not footy related that I love as well. So, I mean, if you ever looked at my list of podcasts that I subscribe to, there's about 20 of them that are footy related, but then there's also about 30 of them that are dealing with uh, like true crime podcasts, another 20 or so that are dealing with uh, current events, news, politics, that sort of thing. And then a bunch of serialized ones as well that are that are covering almost like radio shows or television programs in audio format. So hopefully you'll check out the website. Hopefully, like I said, you'll share a link. You know, if you if you want to help out the podcast, you can do that. So what I want to do here is hit a, temporary reset button and go all the way back to episode number one, uh, the beginning of this podcast journey. And episode one was released two years ago today, the 29th of December of 2019. And to this day, I have to be honest, I'm still amazed that anybody has listened. I've just gone to about 22,000 downloads since the podcast started. So it's not a big podcast, but I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun engaging with with fans and supporters and I'm hoping that that maybe something will occur that allows for for more listenership of course I mean I would absolutely love that but this is this has become my passion this this is this is my hobby okay I it's not my livelihood it, this is my hobby but I'm going to keep doing it as long as I enjoy it and hopefully you'll keep listening as well. So, like I said, I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad that you've checked it out. I do hope that you enjoy, as as I, I jotted down on my notes right here, I said, I hope you enjoy my first date in what is now my six-year love affair with Footy. Because that's, quite frankly, you know, my... You know, the first episode of the podcast was kind of my first date with it. This is where I'm telling you how I fell in love with Footy. And... You know, I took kind of a, a secure, circuitous route to selecting the, the club that I decided to support, and interestingly enough, the, the player that, that kind of pushed me in that direction actually now plays for one of the other two clubs that I was considering supporting. So, I do still hope to get him on the podcast and just and and let him know that that he's the reason why I became a supporter of that club. So, folks. Sit back and enjoy a rebroadcast of episode one of my podcast. I do hope that you'll consider sharing this with your friends and family. Thanks so much, folks. It's been a great two years, and here's to the next two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to someone who has just recently fallen head over heels in love with the game of Aussie football. If you found your way to this podcast, that means one of two things, either You are a fan as well, and I hope we have some things in common and you enjoy what I bring to this podcast. Or two, you're wondering, just what in the heck is an American guy doing talking about Australian football? Well, that's a great question. Quite frankly, if you asked me five years ago, would I be doing this? I would have thought you'd be absolutely crazy, because while I had heard of the game of Australian rules football, and I had some vague recollection of watching the game on ESPN here in the states back in the 1970s, I really had no concept of what I was, uh, what I was seeing. I didn't really know much about it. In fact, it wasn't until about four years ago that I rediscovered this absolutely beautiful game, one that I would argue is the greatest game in the world, and that is coming from someone who is a 50-year fan of Major League Baseball here in the United States. A 50 year fan of professional football here in the United States as well as college football. I think that Australian rules football is the greatest game ever conceived. I have often tried to describe to my friends here in the States what makes this game so special. And I've tried to describe it to them in terms of what this game consists of and what it is like. And the best description I can come up with And I've run this by some people who I talked to in the Geelong chat rooms on Facebook. And my thought was that Aussie football is a combination of rugby, soccer, cross-country running, American football, mixed martial arts, or at least it used to be, and calculus. Because watching players like Liam Ryan and watching people like Eddie Betts do things with the ball that you don't think are physically possible is absolutely amazing. The reckless abandon and the fearlessness with which players in this game play the game is absolutely mind-boggling. They are so impressive to watch, and I would argue that they are the best athletes on the entire planet. Sure, we have people that are running under two-hour marathons now. That is freakishly fast. I get tired driving that far, quite frankly. But they surpass players in the NFL, the NBA, certainly Major League Baseball here in the States. I think they are absolutely at the pinnacle of athletic prowess. And it is so impressive to watch These players cover the ground that they cover, get knocked down, get back up, make tackles, go up for marks, and be able to just be dominant individuals at this game. I have shown clips and videos to friends of mine, quite frankly to students as well in my classroom before class or after class, that type of thing, and they are fascinated by what they're seeing. They can't believe it either, and they want more of it. They want to see more. So we watched a couple games here and there in class, at least parts of games, not entire games because I have a job to do while I'm there. And even though I have somewhat hooked my boss, the principal at my building, on the game of footy, I don't think he would appreciate it if we were watching the game throughout the day during the school day when we have things that we need to be doing. Of course, there's a time and a place before school, I'll probably watch. After school, you can bet I'll be watching. And it's been exciting getting a few more people here in my area interested in the game. My hope with this podcast is to generate interest in the game from fans who don't know it exists or don't understand the game or don't realize just how damn terrific it actually is. You might be sitting in your car right now, or at home, or possibly in your office, and you're thinking to yourself, how in the heck did a middle-aged man from Sandusky, Ohio, decide to start paying attention to the game of Australian football? And what in the world compelled me to want to try doing a podcast? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not sure I have a good answer for that. But I do know that I enjoy talking And as a teacher, I enjoy talking to other people. Also working as a public address announcer at the school where I teach, I thought this was a natural progression. As I'd said before, I'm hoping to learn from you. And I'm hoping to have some fun while I'm doing it as well. Because this is a great game. And I want to learn as much as I can. And that's where you come in. As fans of the game, my hope, as I'd said before, is to talk with you. To speak with you about things that I don't know but I would like to know to figure out what the mindset of fans happens to be in Australia and how do we draw more people in the United States to this game. Now, I'm very aware of the fact that we have dozens of teams playing in the USAFL here in the United States. I'm planning on reaching out to those teams as well, trying to talk to people involved with the game there to kind of get the pulse of what's happening with that game as well. But I'm hoping to also spend a lot of my time talking about the AFL and talking about footy at lower levels as well. Now, I understand the concept of the VFL and the sandful and that type of thing, but I'm still learning the nuts and bolts behind that. Being in the United States, I don't necessarily have access to watching games at that level, although I would be interested in doing that if I could figure out how to make that happen. But when it comes to figuring out just how I fell in love with this game, I have to tell you, I uh, about four years ago, I rediscovered the game, and it was an absolutely unexpected chain of events. I would come home from evenings where I was announcing or I was at home in the evening because I didn't have access to my car because one of my children may have been borrowing my car, so I was at home. And I flipped on the television, and as I'm scrolling through the channels, I discovered that there were games from something that I wasn't completely familiar with there. And I was trying to figure out what the heck is this that's going on here with this game? I turned it on, and I remembered, oh yeah, I saw this back when I was a kid. Well, I was in high school at the time. I wasn't really a kid, but it wasn't something that I watched often. It was more of a passing thing. I, oh, I remember seeing that. But I sat down and started watching, and I learned that one of these TV channels here in the United States would play one game a week on our television. And it was usually a game that would start at around 11 o'clock or 11.30 on a Friday night, which meant that it was a 1 o'clock or a 1.30 Saturday afternoon game in Australia. And I was fascinated by what I was seeing. I didn't understand a thing about it. I had no clue what was going on. I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell's up with all of the whistling? I had no idea. Now, I've watched the game with some other people who are not fans of the game yet. They've not paid much attention to it. They've only seen it in passing. They've only been in a situation where I've said, hey, you need to sit down and watch this because it is really cool but they have no concept of what they're seeing. And I have had people say to me that very same thing. What's up with all the whistling? Why do they whistle so much? Well, it took me several weeks to figure out just the basics after watching three or four or five games. And I started to get into it. It was something that I was looking forward to. I was thinking to myself, I want to know more about this. So I started digging in online. I started reading articles on the afl.com.au website. I began researching on Wikipedia. Yeah, I know it's not a great source, but in this regard, it wasn't too bad. And just trying to find out a little bit about what I'm seeing and trying to learn a little bit about the rules. I looked up some YouTube videos as well which gave me a cursory introduction to some of the rules and how things work, learning what marks were, and that type of thing. And as I'm watching over the course of that season and into the subsequent season, I had become a fan. Now, I learned very quickly after I had spoken to someone that I'm not allowed to say that I was going to choose a team to root for. Because here in the United States, that has a different connotation than what you have in Australia. And if I offended you, I apologize for that. That was not my intent, but I had to decide who it was that I wanted to cheer for. So I started doing some research and I began to dig into the different teams. I looked at the information that was on the AFL website, and I created a very detailed spreadsheet going back through about 15 years' worth of team records, wins, losses, ties, looking at the percentage, which, quite frankly, took me a while to figure out what that was as well. And I find that to be a rather fascinating way of working with the standings. I like that a lot in terms of where people are on the ladder. But as I was researching, I narrowed it down to a handful of teams. There were some that I eliminated very quickly for rather bizarre reasons. I decided that I was not going to be able to support Richmond, who, quite frankly, I was not surprised they won the premiership this past year because they got healthy at the right time and are a fantastic team. They played very well together this year, but they were decimated by injuries. The reason I struggled to to select Richmond as a team I could support was, quite frankly, the uniform colors, because being from Ohio here in the United States, we... Well, many of us are fans of the Cleveland Browns, and one of their biggest rivals, well, at least they were a rival during my childhood and my teen years, were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Browns have been terrible for such a long time. Think Gold Coast since Inception. That's pretty much what the Browns have been like since 1999. And the Steelers uniforms are black and gold or black and yellow. And I, I just could not bring myself to supporting a team that wore black and yellow. Because as a Cleveland fan, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. And again, this is no offense to Richmond fans. I talk to a lot of Richmond fans online. And I love seeing the passion from every team. I really do. It, it's great to see the fan support. Okay. So, Richmond was off the table. I, just for fleeting second thought, you know what, maybe I'll be a Gold Coast fan because it doesn't look like they have very many fans. But then I quickly realized there's a reason because they've struggled for so long and they're a very young team and they've just not been able to develop the the talent level on the team to have any kind of extended success. So... They went off the board. So I had narrowed it down actually to three teams. And those three teams were Brisbane and Geelong and Collingwood. Those were the three that I had decided I could support. And Collingwood was a natural option for me. My school where I teach, the school colors are black and white. That would have been an easy transition i have lots of black and white shirts i would have been very comfortable supporting them my daughter's nickname is magpie i've called her that all 19 years of her life i still call her to that day call her that to this day and i will call her that forever that's been the nickname that i gave her now they were an option As I said, Brisbane was also an option. I thought, you know what? This looks like an up-and-coming team. I saw them three or four times on television. I was able to watch some highlights of their games, and I thought watching some of the young players that they had on that team, like Eric Hipwood and Dane Zorko at the time, were very compelling players to want to support. They looked like they were a team that was about to get good very quickly. It turns out I was right on that. They got very good very quickly. But the third team was Geelong. And I really began to dig into the, the Cats and saw that they had had a rich history, that they've had a lot of success. Now they haven't won a premiership in many years. Some people would argue that, you know, Anybody could have won a premiership with the team that Chris Scott had during his first year. Heck, maybe I could have moved to Geelong and coached the team that year, in 2009, I believe, and helped them win the premiership. No, that wouldn't have worked. But a lot of people don't give Chris Scott much credit. And quite frankly... You have to wonder, well, how much credit should he have? Because the Cats, while they've consistently been towards the top of the ladder or have been in the finals, have not gotten over the hump in a decade. They've struggled to reach that pinnacle over the last decade. Now, I don't know if that's going to turn around soon. Losing Tim Kelly was a huge loss. We will see if Jack Steven can pick up some of that slack. We'll see if some of the other players can come back as well. But I made the decision to support Geelong mainly for two reasons. One, I thought, you know what? I don't want to necessarily support a team that is in one of the big cities that has a huge fan base. I wanted to look for something that was in... Not necessarily a small town, because from what I have read and what I've researched, Geelong is a pretty good-sized city, but it certainly is not the size of Melbourne or Sydney. So I thought just from that standpoint, I thought just in terms of the size of the city, it kind of made them appear to me to be a bit of an underdog, kind of like my teams that I support here in the United States, the Cleveland Indians the Cleveland Browns. Now, they both play in a small city. Cleveland is not a big city compared to New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or, heck, even Miami or Houston. It's very small. In fact, it's gotten a lot smaller over the last 25 years as a lot of jobs have moved out of that part of the country. So they've struggled to compete with teams like the New York Yankees and the Chicago Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers because, especially in baseball, there is no salary cap. So if you want to spend an almost infinite amount of money on your team, you can do that. Now they've put rules in place to say, well, if you spend too much year after year after year, you're going to have to pay a penalty, if you will, or a tax on top of that, which that money that is supposed to, I believe, go to the smaller market teams, the teams in smaller towns to give them more money to spend on trying to bring players into their team. That's enough about baseball, though. I thought that Geelong seemed like a good fit. And there's one player that I had watched play probably a half dozen games as I was researching. And that was a young man who, quite frankly, I've not seen play much in the last two years. But that is Nakaya Cockatoo for the cats. Watching him play the game was just, I don't want to say magical because that sounds a little weird, but he was dynamic. He played a frenetic pace one that it makes sense now that he's struggled to stay healthy because he played with such reckless abandon on the field he did not have a problem putting his body into places where maybe it shouldn't have gone and he was hit and injured and banged up as a result of that and it has taken him a long time to get healthy and from everything that I have been reading it sounds like he's getting there that he might be able to contribute this year And who knows, he might just be the X-Factor that helps the Cats replace Tim Kelly. Wouldn't that be wonderful to pick up all of those draft picks and have the guy that's going to replace the guy you had to trade away already in-house. So here's hoping that Nakaya Cockatoo can stay healthy. So I made the decision to support the Cats. I think it's a good decision. I know there's a lot of people who are not Cats fans, and that's great. I get it. I understand that there are teams that you as a supporter of another team just don't like. I understand that. I feel that way about some teams in professional sports here in the United States. The New York Yankees, the Baltimore Ravens, because they used to be the Cleveland Browns before the team owner moved them to Baltimore back in 1995. So I cannot stand the Baltimore Ravens. Even though I was reluctant to cheer for Richmond because of the team colors matching those of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh has been a team that has had a lot of success for decades, pretty much for my entire lifetime. So I respect them. I'm not a fan of theirs, but I respect them. I understand that. Now, I get that there are rivalries in footy, in the AFL. I have come to learn that as a Geelong fan, I'm not supposed to be a fan of Hawthorne. And I'm not, of course. But I don't have anything against Hawthorne. I don't have anything against the fans that support Hawthorne because, well, one, I don't know them. And besides not knowing any of the fans, other than the ones that I've spoken to online, I I come at this game from the position that I wasn't raised for my entire lifetime to dislike one club or another. Like I said, don't get me wrong, I completely understand that. And if you have animosity or angst towards another team, I certainly understand it. And if you don't like Geelong, I certainly get it. That makes complete sense to me. But, I have become such a fan of the game that I have not found myself hating another team. Now, do I cheer against teams in get certain games? Absolutely I do. I thought what happened last year between Ben Stratton and Orazio Fantasia was a little ridiculous. Stratton doing all of the pinching and that sort of thing. Now, if I was looking for a reason to hate a player or to hate a team, that would have been right up there at the top of the list. Because what he was doing was was pretty petty. It wasn't really in the spirit of the game, as far as I could tell. And the tribunal felt the same way because they suspended him for it. Now, again, I'm not completely sure of Ben Stratton's history, so I don't know how far along in his career that this happened in terms of what other types of things may have happened in his career as well. I don't know if he's been a troublemaker, if you want to call it earlier in his career. I don't know if he's been suspended before. If he had been, that might have been what compelled the the league to do this again. Now, being a fan in the United States is not easy. I live in a place in the United States where we are roughly 14 hours behind the time in Melbourne. So a 1 o'clock in the afternoon game in Melbourne is starting at 11 o'clock in the evening here. And... Now that I have taken the plunge after becoming such a fan of the game, I purchased an annual subscription to the Watch AFL app, which allows me to watch games live. It allows me to watch games on replay. It allows me to watch all of the programming that Fox footy puts out. And I am enthralled by it. Now, I know not everybody's going to be a fan of all of the different programming that's on. But I do enjoy watching AFL 360 every morning when I get to school because that's on right about the time that I get to work in the morning because I'm usually in my classroom at about 6 a.m. And I'll sit down and work on some schoolwork. I'll have some oatmeal. I'll turn on Robo and Waitley and watch the events unfold for that day. But watching the games at 11 o'clock at night is not an easy task because they're not finishing until 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, and quite frankly, I, I have struggled in a couple of occasions staying awake. But that's one of the nice things about being able to come back and finish a game later on. But I do try to watch the Cats games live if I possibly can. I think last year, out of the 22 games on the fixture. I believe I watched 20 of them live. There were a couple games that came on at 2.30 in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning that I just was not up for that so I ended up watching those on replay. But I've enjoyed watching the games live and interacting with people in different message boards on Facebook talking about the game as it's happening. And I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be digitally embraced if you will welcomed by cats fans in these different forums on Facebook i've i've truly enjoyed talking with those people and that's one of the things that i guess you could say led me to wanting to do this with this podcast having made what i would call friends online again i've never met these people before I've spoken to them through messages. I've posted live videos on Facebook as games were getting started, that type of thing. But I've never actually spoken on the phone with any of them or anything of that nature. I hope to do so, but it hasn't happened as of yet. I'm hoping to set that up. But those people kind of gave me the idea that doing a podcast and talking about the game, not just the cats, but talking about the AFL in general, and talking about footy at different levels, I think would be a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. So I'm, I'm very excited about taking this uh, journey with you. And again, as I said, I'm hoping you'll consider coming back and listening again because I'm sure it will improve as we go forward. And as I said, I'm hoping to bring aboard some interviews with people here in the States as well as setting up the ability to interview people in Australia at all levels. I spoke to a gentleman on Twitter, and if you want to follow on Twitter, it's at yank underscore on on Twitter. Just search for a yank on the footy. It's also yank underscore on on Instagram as well, and I'm hoping to have a website up very soon as well, and I'm sure that I'll be opening up a Facebook page in the very near future as well. But these folks encouraged me to dive into this. They thought the perspective of somebody from the states would be a fresh one, and I and I hope that I'm able to do this. Okay, I'm hope that I'm able to. I'm hoping that I'm able to bring along something that you find compelling, that you find interesting, and I'm sure as it goes along, I'm going to get much more comfortable talking to you as, you know, as I said before, I talk for a job. That's my job. I talk to my students. I talk with my students. I read their assignments online, I give them feedback online, I talk to the audiences, the crowds at, this, at the football and soccer games that I'm announcing, I used to announce volleyball as well. So that part of things doesn't worry me too much, but it's just learning enough about the game that I help to keep your interest peaked. And that's where Bringing in guests and in interviews I think will be very helpful. And as I would said a few moments ago, I spoke with a gentleman on Twitter not long after I set up the Twitter page who played local footy until he was in his late 40s, I believe he said. And he had trained with Richmond back in the 80s but had a fairly significant injury. And his dreams of being in the VFL disappeared with that. But he went back home to his community, and I don't remember the name of the community offhand. But during the course of his playing career in these local leagues, he kicked over 3,000 goals. Now, I don't care what level you're playing at. If you're able to kick 3,000 goals, you're a pretty good player at that level. You're a dominant player at that level. We're talking about Lance Franklin getting close to goal 1,000, if I'm not mistaken. This gentleman has tripled him. Now, yes, I understand the level of competition is going to be different. I get that. But just being able to do that at that level, and he mentioned that he played the game alongside his sons as well, and now he's doing some coaching as well as his sons doing some coaching for some of the younger kids who are growing up in the game. So I hope to have him on someday once I get the ability set up to start doing interviews. But those of you in Australia, I'm going to wrap this up here fairly shortly, but I wanted to say wholeheartedly thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this wonderful game with me. I'm in many ways angry with myself because it took me so long to discover This game that quite frankly I have fallen head over heels In love with I don't know any other way to describe it I have fallen in love with the game of footy And I'm hoping That you will Tune in every week To listen as I go on this journey And I hope That I get an opportunity to talk with Many of you Maybe you weren't a player Maybe you're just a fan of a team And you have a great story About your time as a fan at a grounds where you've met up with someone and that needs to be something that's shared i would love to hear from you you can reach me and follow me on twitter at yank underscore on or on instagram or facebook or even youtube at a yank on the footy or feel free to email me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com i would truly love to hear from you I would also love it if you could give me some feedback in a way of a review on the podcast service that you're using right now. While I'd love a five-star review, I would truly appreciate your suggestions as well as what parts parts of the show you liked, as well as where I can improve. As I improve, then I feel like I could possibly ask you for a five-star review. I also ask that you consider sharing a link to this podcast with your family and friends. As we say here in the States, the more the merrier. Before I wrap up this evening, I want to ensure that I thank Mr. Joseph McDade for his music that I'm using as the intro and outro music. Mr. McDade creates some terrific music and I'm using two of his pieces called Backplate and Elevation. You can find these pieces and many others at josephmcdade.com slash music. Thanks again, Mr. McDade, for your hard work and your great tunes. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to give me a listen. And I truly hope that you'll come back again as I continue my journey to learn as much as I can about this beautiful, wonderful game. Because while many of us are fans of our own teams, deep down we share one thing. We're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for listening. And I ask you to share this podcast with your footy friends And may your dribble kick never hit the post. Catch you later. This has been episode number one of a yank on the footy you can catch me on twitter at yank underscore on or on instagram facebook or youtube at a yank on the footy or email me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com i would truly love to hear from you i hope you enjoyed that little nostalgic look back at episode one of the podcast don't forget that you can find everything related to the show over at my new website, aYankOnTheFooty.com. I truly hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can share your views. or If you got a question, you can leave that on voicemail, uh, and I will answer that in an upcoming episode, and I'll include that in the uh, episode as well. You can sign up for the mailing list, as I mentioned before. If you want to help out the show, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee page Button the little yellow button in the bottom left-hand corner, or if you want to check out some of the podcast gear, you can click on my Redbubble store page up at the top of the website. And also, as we're now rolling into January, I'm starting to line up uh, supporters of each of the 18 clubs in the AFL, and the men's comp. Now I'm I was not able to line up anybody for the women's comp, so I'm going to be releasing my. Uh, AFLW preview show here in just a few days. I've started working on my ladder predictions and that sort of thing, and I've got a few more things to fine tune on that. So within the next three or four days, I'll have that episode out as well. But if you're interested in coming on to talk about your club and the outlook for your club in 2022, head over to my website and click on the guest intake form up at the top and provide the information there. Tell me about yourself, the club that you support, that sort of thing. Put your email on there, and I will reach out to you, and we'll try to set up a time. Uh, once we head back to work here uh, in a few days, weekends work much better for me than anything else. Uh, mornings Melbourne time work better for me if it's during the week because that's in the afternoon or evening for myself. So, like I said, I'll put a link for the in the show notes for the guest intake form. And now that you've listened. As I mentioned to you before we went back into listening to episode one, I do hope you'll consider heading over to Apple Podcasts, over to Podchaser, and leaving me a five-star review. You can also leave uh, star ratings on Spotify now as well. I don't think you can actually leave word-for-word reviews there as of yet, but you can give like a one to five-star rating for podcasts over there as well. So if you're listening on Spotify, you can do that there. Don't forget that you can reach me at a yankonthefooty at gmail.com or over on Twitter at yank underscore on. And I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram at a yank on the footy. And you can also find the podcast over on my YouTube channel. Just search out my name, Craig Wessels. And hopefully, like I said, you'll sign up for the mailing list because I would love to get those episodes out to you as soon as they come out. I do send out the link from my podcast hosting site through Podbean. Because that one gets posted immediately and then it's a few hours later before it winds up over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the different other uh, podcast hosting platforms. So again, you can do that. uh, You can sign up for that over on my website. And uh, when you do that, if I have a live episode coming up, which I'm going to start doing those again very, very soon with the, uh, the new women's season beginning to start and the men's comp beginning here in just a couple of months, I'll be doing those very soon. I do send out reminders to everybody that's on the mailing list that a live episode is getting ready to come out so they can jump on if they want to. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. We're fans of our clubs, but deep down, this is a game that we all love, okay? This is a game that we all love, and uh, like I said, if you're enjoying the show, I hope you'll consider sharing a link for my website or for a favorite episode with your friends and family, and... It has been an absolutely wonderful two years. I I I don't think I would change anything, other than maybe the Blues could have held off uh, hiring their new coach for just a few more days, uh, because the the day that I was uh, was supposed the day that they hired um, Michael Voss, I was actually supposed to be going on I believe the Sporting Capital show on SEN and I got bumped off of that because Carlton had a new coach and they needed to talk about him so again small fish in a big pond I completely understand it but had they had they waited until after the grand final maybe I'd have a few more listeners than I do right now so oh well it was worth a shot but again folks I cannot thank you enough for your continued support your continued kind words I love to talk to fascinating people and interesting people about their love about this game, whether it be at the AFL level or down at the local level. Because I, I really want to learn more about local footy, whether it be in Victoria or in West Australia or the, the Northern Territories or wherever it happens to be. I want to learn more about those those competitions and how those ga- those clubs work and the passion that people have for those games. The interview that I did this morning where I had a, a seven-year-old on the podcast, it was very interesting because I'm just going to give you a little bit of a hint here in the States. I believe this was one of the first groups and they've been doing it now for six or seven years that have actually begun the equivalent of an Os-Kick program here in the U S and it's directly linked to one of the clubs in the USAFL. And I think there might be a couple of other clubs that are doing this as well now, but they were one of the first. So Again, thank you for the kind words, folks. As always, may your dribble kick never, ever, ever hit that post. I'll catch you later, and thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 118 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. Again, thanks for listening and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, of course, goodbye.